This is a HeadGum Podcast. everything a podcast about everything i'm one of your hosts tom and i'm tim tim how are you doing this week tom i'm freaked out still it's halloween month oh boy yeah things are just gonna get scarier from he- from here on out yeah i'm walking down the street every day all day every day uh being startled yeah. by by uh perceived ghouls and ghosts get well, i had quite a scare this morning oh yeah because uh, you know, we we did the last episode on these monster cereals, right? Mm-hmm. And then you left three family sized boxes of monster. Did cereals you eat them my, all? Not all of them, but I have been indulging from time to time in these monster cereals. And uh, this morning, I had a big bowl of uh, uh, boo berries. You love boo berry. It's my favorite, I think. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's the case. Like, if we went back to when I was a kid, because they've changed these formulas. But anyway, I had a big bowl of booberry, and then uh, shortly thereafter, I did uh, big green poops in the mm. toilet. Okay. And I didn't know that that's what caused it at first, and I thought I was very ill. And I got very scared about that. And then I realized, oh, it's the booberries, and I was like, oh, that, that little rascal, he did scare me in the end, that little ghost. Yeah, he got he got you good. Booberry. Oh yeah, he is a little ghost. Yeah, he made me think there was something wrong with my intestines. Yeah, I wish we had talked about what you were gonna say ahead of time. <laughs> I told you I had something to talk about. I told you I had something scary to talk about. I guess that's scary. Um, yeah, I I, I don't want to go down the. Do you have more to say about it? It looked like baby poop. Hmm. You asked me if I had more to say about it, and that's what I have to say about it. Startled for a few seconds, and then I was like, ah, oh, it's probably the booberry. Do you feel good about yourself? No, <laughs> wait, hold on. No, this, is, this is less judgmental than it sounds. Uh-huh. When something like that happens, yeah. do you feel... Do you feel? I guess the question is: Do you feel bad about yourself? Like, what am I doing? What? How am I living? Like, that my, I ing- that my poop is a color it's not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I ingested something that is so unnatural. Yeah, that it's 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 scaring me into thinking something's <laughs> horribly wrong, um, because this is kind of like a, a red flag for for something that could be really wrong. No, because it actually made me feel good that I was like, good, my body rejected that part of the booberry. It's like, we have, we can't do anything with this. Get it out of here. Right. Even if it makes this poop green. I mean, I guess my body doesn't care what color my poop is. Right. But, and I also. I regret asking a follow up question, to be honest. I know from eating the, uh, the all black whopper a while ago, because that also turned my poop, uh, I think, blue in that case. Yeah. It's it's amazing to me how much food coloring mm-hmm. is used in food. Yeah. And how toxic they've at least in the past found some of these food colorings to be. <laughs> not the new ones. <laughs> the fact that we haven't just been like, you know what is not that important. Yeah, let's stop making food colors. And, Tom, I watch the shows. I watch Chopped. I watch mm-hmm. uh Top Chef. I yeah. know that we eat with our eyes first. Mm-hmm. But like that's like the worst part of eating, like looking at it while yeah. you're waiting for it to to get to your mouth, well, I guess. Well, and I've never eaten something where I'm like, damn, look at that, the shade of blue that food is. <laughs> it looks delicious. Like there's not a, a, you know, aside from like advertising photos, there's not like a use for for food coloring other than making something a color it shouldn't be as like a goof. Yeah, or making something that, you think should be this color, yeah. but uh, they've either like you know concocted it from something else or like stripped out all the nutritional value. Yeah, but I'm saying you know it's not like you're, when you're making a spaghetti sauce that it's like oh and also put in some red food coloring because otherwise it doesn't have that nice red color to it. Right, but I'm sure there's some. I'm sure at like Sabaros or something they've like 
found oh, yeah, some yeah. like godless way to make this <laughs> make their their sauce. Yeah. Um that's like, oh yeah, it's not red anymore. Because uh, we didn't use tomatoes in the tomato sauce, but we've <laughs> right. approximated the flavor, so we'll also just squeeze in a few drops of this poison to make yeah. it red again. I remember as a kid, there was like red food coloring in uh, in the cabinet of my kitchen all the time, and I was always like, "Let's let's do something with this." And my mom was like, "No, I don't even know why we had it. I don't think it was opened." I don't think it ever got open. I think like with, it's probably for like birthday cakes. Yeah, or, with food coloring, like a like a couple drops go yeah. a long way. Yeah. I learned this. I watched this show on the Food Network, Girl Meets Farm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She makes a lot of uh, sweet treats, mm-hmm. and sometimes she she puts in, but a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, and I, I the same I thing happened in my with house, like and I think confectionery. I yeah, that's yeah, fun. but like I think my mom made a birthday cake like once or twice. Yeah. And then we just had that same bottle of food coloring in yeah, our cabinet that, my that entire needed, like, childhood. One or two drops. Yeah, it's weird, and and uh, I don't think you can safely dispose of food coloring. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let you put it in the normal trash. No, I had to fish these poops out of the toilet bowl, Tim. Okay. No. <laughs> the city came around. They were like, "Hey, you can't put that in the pipes. What are you nuts? Tom, You're ha- <laughs> gonna get everybody sick." Uh, how's your Halloween month going, Tom? Uh, it's good. It's starting to get a little cooler in New York, so mm-hmm. it's starting to feel a little more Halloweeny. Are you planning on dressing up in a costume for Halloween this year? No, but only because this month I have four, at least four planned events: three weddings, and then the show we just did oh, the no, other a night, funeral. <laughs> No, the show, I mean, in a lot of ways, the show we did the other night was a funeral. Um, because Expand we, on that. Because Tom. we killed Oh, them. I see. We killed the audience. Um, but uh, three weddings and a live show, uh, that's like a lot in normal times, but especially after like essentially being a hermit for the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot, a lot. So like, I'm not even thinking about Halloween yet. I I went into a spirit Halloween store the other day, <laughs> um, and just a just a browse. No, I was looking. We had to go to a, a wedding where you and I both went. Yes, where we had to wear colorful clothing. Yeah, and I thought I might be able to get like a Joker costume or like the mask <laughs> costume or something, but yeah. they didn't have any of that. Yeah, I, I was I was underwhelmed with. The selection there. It was all stuff like I didn't know about. Do you think maybe they don't get the good stuff yet? I think maybe. Yeah. I think because like I think at some point things are just gonna be like a lot of people are gonna want to go as the memes mm-hmm. that are coming Current, out like yeah. this week. I mean, literally, I I uh, just started watching that show Squid Game mm-hmm. uh, uh, last night, the night before. And literally, that was like my first thought when like the bad guys, I guess they're bad guys, I don't really know yet, no spoilers, came out. I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a Halloween costume because they're wearing just like Tyvek, like uh, one color overalls with like masks on. Right. I'm like, oh, everybody's going to want to do that for Halloween. Not me. What are you going to do? Ghostb- Lady Ghostbuster again? Lady Ghostbuster You're going to wear the Lady Ghostbusters costume and be like, see, it should be on a man. <laughs> I'm reclaiming it. Yeah, doesn't it look so much better? You're going to wear like the like the one that has the patch with like Kristen Wiig's character's name. Yeah, and be cross like, out, Al, yeah. right? Mr. Kristen Wiig. Yeah. It's Egon to you because yeah. he was cool. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Is this anything, you know, uh, something with Squid Game and Squad Goals? <laughs> I don't know if that's anything, Tim. You should keep workshopping it. Yeah, though. I will. You might... Squid Goals? Yeah. I mean, I think the Squid Goals are just to win the game. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. There's yeah. a meme. <laughs> that's not a meme. I, again, I don't think Print you, it out, Tom. I it's a meme. Well, you don't print out memes, Tim. I think you... Really have a fundamental misunderstanding on, uh, I mean, uh, most, like how culture works. I think we should dress up, Tom. I think you and I should uh, should uh, embrace we'll Halloween. We'll be all month. dressed up and nowhere to go, Tim. Where are we going to go? We'll walk down the street. We'll walk down the street. We'll get egged. 
and shaving cream. You're not going to get egged and shaving cream. We're going to get egged and shaving cream, maybe even silly stringed. Not if you're dressed like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> oh, that's true. And then we just point at people with bony fingers. Yeah, and they don't know if we're the real Grim Reaper or not. Yeah. Well, that might be why they throw eggs to see if we're the real Grim Reaper or well, not. Great. It's like, uh, all right, you, you, you get us. Oh, no, we're not the Grim Reaper. Yeah, you've really gotten us. <laughs> guess what? It's a bad way to, to find out because, you know, F around and find out is what I say, Tom. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying, like, if you did that to a real Grim Reaper, they'd... Uh... Yeah, he might be, like, en route to, like, you know, touching an old guy and bringing yeah. him to hell. <laughs> and then he gets hit with an egg and he's like, all right, the old guy gets a, gets a stay of execution tonight you... and I'm going to get some teen in a car that threw an egg at me. You don't think uh, eggs would go right through the, uh, the, the Grim Reaper? You think the Grim Reaper's uh, corporal? They might go through him, but, but again, the you're, disrespect you're... has been done. That's true. Make sure he can't see it. Trying him in the back of the head, which actually, why am I saying that? I don't want to get hit in the back of the head with an egg, and that's what that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, I'm more likely I'm gonna get an egg thrown at me than the Grim Reaper. Have you ever been a scary thing for Halloween? Have you ever been the Grim Reaper? Um, not really. I'm never real interested in being a scary thing because your options with being a scary thing are like putting on like a rubber mask and then you can't breathe all night. Yeah, or it's gonna just like get all the condensation from your hot breath in there <laughs> yeah or putting on like elaborate makeup or not even elaborate makeup like messy makeup right like makeup where like any clothes you're wearing that night are probably going to be ruined from it <laughs> and also like don't touch anything or whatever especially like if you gotta use like hand makeup if you're being like a zombie or something like that yeah yeah, I would never do hand makeup, but I would uh, wear green gloves and uh, you know sit in a chair for three or four hours and get elaborate Shrek makeup on my head. <laughs> I mean, that would be like prosthetics mixed with... Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen what Shrek looked like on Broadway? It was terrifying. Yeah, he looked like Shrek. He looked yeah, like a dang ogre. Because I used to always hate that. As a kid, you'd go to like you know something on ice or whatever... And they'd be like, look, it's Winnie the Pooh. And it's like, that's just a man wearing Winnie the Pooh's clothes. Yeah. Give me a break. Hated they cut that. the shit. Yeah. I hated that Sesame Street Live, right? Uh-huh. I went to a, it was a legitimate theater. <laughs> they had a stage set up. Who comes out? Big Bird. Great. Off hey. to a fantastic start. And then, uh, all right, now we're going to bring out Bert and Ernie. Awesome. To the, the original odd couple, Bert yeah. Ernie. Uh, the curtain opens. Bert and Ernie are the same size as Big Bird in Fucked this up. in this stage production. Crazy, absolutely. Madness. Yeah, it's just it's like uh, they're it's just like a regular sized man. Yeah, with a giant head. Yeah, and the lips don't move. Yeah, pissed me off. I went to Sesame Place as a mm. as a kid. I was disappointed with all the things because <laughs> I was like. Well, finally, I'm going to go to Sesame Street, and I'm going to see, like, uh, same thing. Yeah. Man-sized Muppets yeah. walking around. That's not... It's a sick world. Yeah. We've seen the Muppets. We've seen Bert and Ernie with human beings. We know how big they're we supposed to be. We know to scale, right? Like, and like, Are we to believe that, uh, you know, the, the inhabitants of Sesame Street are some kind of giants, the human beings? Like, look, you see cartoons, you see mm -hmm. Mickey Mouse, you see uh, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I see them in real life. Okay. That's what they look all like. All right. You're telling me uh, they're eight feet tall. Fine. Yeah. But but we've seen the proper scale of these Sesame Street Muppets. I'm pi I was pissed off then. I'm still pissed off now. Well, Tim, enough of this nonsense. We got to talk about uh, some serious stuff. Murders. Murderers. Tim, it's, uh, it's Halloween month, and, it's and you know, we did spooky cereals, monster cereals last month, but I want to talk about the real monsters, murderers. Actual real-life murderers. Yeah. And who's maybe one of the best-known murderers of them all? Charles Manson. Yeah. He never actually murdered a guy. I know. It's bullshit. They shouldn't mm. have put him in jail. <laughs> Uh, the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. This is the Zodiac speaking. Remember that? Yeah. He wrote it in a letter 
He didn't. No, he might have said on the phone at some point. Yeah, he called in. Like they had conversations with him, at least according to the film Zodiac. Yeah, they had conversations, some of which were later debunked. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, but he did like call into police stations and stuff. And like, if it wasn't him, it was somebody pretending to be him that knew about people who had just been murdered. Uh, now with the, tw- Hey Tom, mm-hmm. in this day and age, cause yeah. these, this happened in the sixties, right? Yeah. The swing in sixties. If, if there was a Zodiac killer at large capturing the nation's attention these mm-hmm. days. Yeah. Uh, do you think they they'd cut promos for it on the news? <laughs> that might sound a little something like this. <laughs> There's a zodiac, zodiac on the loose. Think like a commercial for the news, where they'd use the song "Maniac" from the '80s. Yeah, There's I don't know if zodiac, they'd use that on the news. Zodi- they'd license it. They'd go yeah. through the proper channels. Uh, I, but maybe, I don't know. The local news is fucking insane nowadays, so I wouldn't put it past them. Um, which actually, so this story's back in the news, not just because it's Halloween month, because some uh, internet knuckleheads say that they've cracked the case. I love that uh, internet uh, knuckleheads have really started uh, sticking their nose where it doesn't pull <laughs> up. Um, well, and in this case, like I was reading the article and one of the other articles, like and one of the articles from that day that was listed. And I was like, oh, this is just like a slow ass news day was about, uh, how some, there's a Zodiac <laughs> Zodiac on the loose and you can hear all about it tonight on the six o'clock news. Yeah, it's great. That would really bring in the viewers. Yeah. Um one of the other articles uh from from uh today on on the the same website was uh about this mom who has like uh like one-year-old twins and she's a TikToker and she joked that one of them was her favorite and people were upset. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh boy, it's a slow news day where Wait, that was in the news? That was in the news, yeah. The news sucks. Yeah. Uh, well, so in this case, it was uh, uh, the case breakers is is what they call themselves. Ooh. And you hear that, and apparently a lot of you know news organizations were like, well, it sounds legit. <laughs> and they just ran this article about who these people claim is the Zodiac Killer. And then the FBI was just like, no. But in fairness, then tell us who it is, the FBI. Here's the thing, Tom. Uh-huh. We've long said this. From Jack the Ripper to the <laughs> Zodiac Killer, um, everybody's like, it's capturing all of our imaginations. Who could these guys be? Who are these murders perpetuated by? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to say a name. Yeah. It's not going to be like, John Lennon was the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> well... The Zodiac Killer is one of the few cases. Turns out it was Chubby Checker. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I'd be so upset. Uh, the Zodiac Killer is one of these cases where there actually have been some high-profile people rumored. And I'm not just talking about uh, what's his name, uh, Ted Cruz. Um, the, there were legitimate suspicions that it was the Manson family. Okay, which it's like okay, like sixties. But, you know, it's like, uh, you know, one of these things where as soon as you start like poking, poking at it, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, it wasn't. Um, and also they would have gladly. <laughs> I like the, the only thing that, that in its favor in your mind was it happened during the same decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. It's just like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, and then uh, Ted Kaczynski. The they, Unabomber. The Unabomber himself, they thought, was the, could have been the Zodiac Killer for a minute. Huh. Uh, but he had alibis. Uh, I don't think he was like, he was like, I have an alibi. <laughs> they was just, they looked at records and they were like, oh, he wasn't in the same place uh, yeah. uh, a few of these times. They would have gotten real lucky if they uh, caught the Unabomber and then they was like, oh, and guess what? He also turned out to be the Zodiac Killer. Two birds, one, zo- one and, stone. And guess what? He was also John Wayne Gacy. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll wrap it up all these cases. And Jack the Ripper. <laughs> uh, well, then you would have been impressed. You would have been like, finally, somebody I know they're saying is Jack the Ripper. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, like his uh, handwriting and fingerprints didn't match. That's that's a, that's a big that's a yeah. Big one. I mean, I don't know why these ones are even like listed. Where it's like you could have said like it could have been Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're just gonna put somebody who is alive and like doing stuff at the same time, never occurred to me that Captain Kangaroo could have had a secret dark side. Captain Kangaroo lived in our town growing mm-hmm. up. You're, yeah, you know this. And, like, my parents would always tell me this, like, it was a big deal. Like, whenever we were driving by his house, they were like, it's where Captain Kangaroo lived. It's like, that show went off the air 20 years before I was born. And I'm, like, six years old. Why do you think I even know what the hell you're talking about? See, I would occasionally, I think I saw, like, clips of it. There were, like, specials on PBS or something. And all these ping pong balls fell from the I think I just saw, like, the local news when it was his birthday. Sometimes Uh, they would, like, show a clip. But when I was six years old, I wrote uh, Captain Kangaroo a letter. Yeah, and you're like, like, who the hell are you? No, I was like, hey, here you're an entertainer. Let's put on a show. (laughs) (laughs) Get in touch. Like, uh, you and I will, like, uh, put on a show for the neighborhood. Like, uh, and they wrote back. I sent it to his house, I think. Yeah. I got a form letter back typed up. Mm-hmm. Dear Timmy. Yeah. Unfortunately, the captain has a full schedule and can't come do a show with you. Mm-hmm. Please accept this autographed photo. Pissed me off. I drew a, I drew glasses and a mustache on him. Wow. Um, my family still talks about it to this day, how as a six-year-old, I was so pissed at Captain Kangaroo that I defaced his uh, yeah. autographed picture that he sent me. Well, was slapping. you were looking to give him like a Quentin Tarantino-esque uh, second career here. Yeah. Bring I, him back to the forefront. Yeah, to he a was new generation. old and off TV. You got this this hot six-year-old coming up. <laughs> he's got a lot of buzz around him. Yeah, he's got a lot of big ideas. Offering to put him in a show. Yeah, neighborhood he, show. He has his goddamn staff decline it. On, yeah, at you least, ma- at least, you know, say it to my face. Yeah, Captain. Well, do you, I mean, how weirded out would your parents have been if he just like knocked on the door one day and was like, "I'm here to do a show with Tim." <laughs> I'm real old now. Yeah, uh, please leave us be. We have a show to work yeah. on. It's my process. <laughs> just me and the writer alone. I was just gonna write the show. I was just producing. It. Oh, you were just, you were gonna come writer, up with stuff producer, for him to do. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that happen to you, Tim. It, it sounds very similar to my uh, highlights magazine story. We both dealt with uh, rejection uh, from from mainstream Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kangaroo and Highlights Magazine <laughs> at a very young age. Do you think there's an alternate reality where? As a six-year-old, you started a radio show with Captain Kangaroo, and like you're still—he's 120 years old now, <laughs> and he's doing this podcast with you instead of me. Yeah, and we've taken the the world by storm, Tom. Yeah, Timmy and the Captain. Yeah, uh, in that the universe, Spotify and... would have given us 200 million dollars <laughs> instead of Joe Rogan. The Captain and Timmy. Oh, that's nice, yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, the Zodiac Killer. Let me give you some uh, basics about this. All right. This, hey, I'm let's, just going to say Let's run the stats here. This son of a bee. Wow. Uh, he operated in Northern California in the late 1960s. Killed five people, injured two. Claimed he killed 37, though. Wow. Uh, and, um, yeah, he just, like, he was... Um, I think this is what made him hard to catch. He was like a little all over the place with uh, with who he targeted and how. Like the first two times. It well, was, it had to do with the Zodiac from what I understand. Zodiac signs? I don't think it did. I think they thought it did because he he named himself the Zodiac, but um, but I don't think it actually had anything to Red do with Red herring, that. huh? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he shot some people. He stabbed some people. Um, like I said, I mean, he wasn't like especially good at it. Did he kill anybody with a samurai sword? No. Amateur. I mean, to kill five, but injure two, it's like, so you're, 
you tried to kill seven people and you only killed five. And it's like those people that survived, it was because he was like, well, that person surely dead time for me to get out of here. Right. I mean, I feel like you're like making fun of him for being a coward. (laughs) (laughs) How many people have you murdered in cold blood, Tom? (sighs) 71% hit rate isn't bad. And also, if he claims he killed 37, right? Yeah, but what if he claimed he killed 37, but it's like 10 of them were disinjured? Hmm, Then like only 5% of them got away. Yeah. I don't know. It's still... I feel like a lot of other uh, heavy hitter serial killers out there have uh, have better batting averages. Yeah, sure. Didn't didn't let people get away. Although, in fairness, you know the, the two of these people got away, and they still never found this guy. I mean, at this point, it's it's more or less assumed this guy's dead. If he's not dead, he's very old. Yeah, um, but they also just got the the Golden State Killer. Yeah. And he's very old. Right. It was still really satisfying to yeah, be that's like, true. eh, this old fuck. Like, it's also also like, okay, boomer. You know, like one of those. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's always, I always like when they're like, we found this like 95-year-old like former SS officer yeah. who like thought he had gotten away with it. And guess what? We're throwing your 95-year-old ass in jail yeah, until you die. Yeah, fuck him up for the last six months he's alive. Yeah, I mean, it's like a good, at least it's like, yeah, we're, you're really going to get screwed on like your ending. Yeah. You know, you're not going to die like, haha, I got away with it. Yeah. It's like, no, you're going to be thrown in jail where, I don't know, probably the other white supremacists in there will <laughs> look up Revere to as a hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but what made him very famous, Tim, was that he had these interactions with the press and the police. Right. Uh, in his time, he sent four different ciphers to uh, the police, with, uh, and only two were solved. And one of them was only solved last year. It took uh, 51 years to solve it. Really? Oh, yeah. But there, as with all of this, yeah, there's so many people on the case here Yeah, that somebody will solve it, and then other people will claim it's not really solved. And uh, everybody's like, you know, there's a lot of infighting on the on the 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 kind of like sleuthing community. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, you're looking at me like I'm completely wrong. I might be completely wrong. (laughs) No, from what I understand, the second one that that just got solved, it it sounds like uh, there is like universal uh, consensus like, oh, okay, yeah, that's solved. Yeah. but I was reading a thing about like one of the guys that took that on. He was basically like, nah, this is bullshit. I'll take this. I'll put it through a computer <laughs> that nobody's tried that yet. And uh, it, that didn't work. It, it took him a lot longer. And these ciphers, when they get decoded. Uh, yeah. There's like nothing good. <laughs> what do they say? What are, Like uh, he left notes with like yeah. weird symbols and shit. Right. right. Uh, one of them said... Uh, I like killing people because it is so fun. It is much more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. Mm -hmm. The best part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and all that I have killed will become my slaves i will not give you my name because you'll try to stop slow me down or stop me or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife pity what's that last part (laughs) there's there's a bunch of letters at the end that are just nonsense letters Hmm. and i should also mention throughout that there's like a lot of uh, bad misspellings. I also feel like they should have uh, stopped trying to decode those once they got one that said, like, I'm not going to tell you who I am, otherwise <laughs> then you'd catch me. It's just like, all right, then we're, these aren't going to be very fruitful. No, he didn't say that in yeah. this one, did he? Yeah. Uh, no, he said, I like killing people because it is so much fun. Keep going. Uh, it's, it's what is, you read is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous man of all. Uh, it gives me the most thrilling experience. Better than getting your rocks out. The best part, I will be reborn. 
Oh, I will not give you my name. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and it, because you will find me and I won't be able to kill people yeah. anymore. Yeah. But they fell for his initial trick, which was with that first cipher, he was like, uh, in the cipher is my name. Like, decode right. it and you'll solve it. And yeah. then the... the uh, constantly Charlie Brown with the football. Yeah. The next one was... I hope you're having lots of fan in trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show, which bringo up my bringo up a point about me. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise all the sooner because I now have enough slaves to worry for work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise. So they are afraid of death. I am not afraid because I know that my new life is life will be an easy one in paradise death. Now, if his plan worked out as planned, uh-huh. as he thinks, that's a pretty good deal. That everybody you kill becomes your slave in paradise? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean that's a pretty good deal? I mean, if he's dead now, Tom, and he was right. He's got a bunch of slaves. And we all have egg on our face. It's yeah. Like, well... He got us. It's true. Not a lot of people consider the idea that maybe he was right, and that's the way everything works. It'd be it'd be really messed up if that, if if like when we died and they got to heaven, we got to heaven, and they were like, "All right, well, how many people did you kill?" <laughs> it's like what? I didn't kill anybody. Like, All right, well, we'll let you into paradise, but you won't have any slaves. We only let uh. You have slaves work for you if uh, you kill people. So otherwise, it's like it's gonna be hard work in paradise. Like also, no, I'm gonna like, get to paradise. Do you need gonna slaves to, in paradise? You're paradise gonna have is- to get up to get your own mai tais up at the bar. Mm. And if you had some of these people you killed, they could be slaves. You could be like, hey, go get me. You a know, mai tai. I wouldn't want that. I can get my own mai mai tais. Yeah, I mean, still just being on a beach drinking Mai Tais is nice enough. I consider that close enough to paradise. I don't need to (laughs) murder somebody and make them my eternal slave. Yeah, and they can't have a lot. Well, they could drink Mai Tais, too. I don't know. You think the the Zodiac's telling his slaves, like, yeah, you know, you can knock off early, have a Mai Tai yourself. No, he's probably torturing them even more. This guy. This guy really stinks. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out BetterHelp.com guide. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. Tim, people look at us, they think they've got it all. They'd be mostly right. But sometimes having it all is stressful in and of itself. You may not be too feeling, much stuff, too much stuff. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss. But if your stress is high, your temper is shorter than usual. And even if you're starting to feel strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload, unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased about your life. Someone who isn't going to judge you or take sides on anything. Tim. When there are things you can't tell anyone or feel like you can't unload to family and friends, you need to unload it. And that's what therapy can be. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Complete Guide to Everything listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash guide. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash guide. This episode is sponsored by Upstart. If you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt with no end in sight. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than looking at credit score alone, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes. 
for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash guide. That's upstart.com slash guide. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Upstart.com slash guide. Tim, before I go any further educating you about the Zodiac Killer, uh, I do want to mention one thing before I forget it, which is that at one point, you know, like I said, he had a lot of interactions with uh, with the press and stuff. Mm-hmm. He told uh, he told the the press or the police like he was always threatening, like I'll go on a killing spree mm-hmm. if you don't. He threatened uh, that he was going to have a uh, uh, a bus bombed. I think it was if, if it went uh, under fifty miles an hour. Some yeah, something along those lines. Um, if he didn't have, if he wasn't given like a live talk show kind of not like wow. him, not him as a talk show host but a live conversation on air with one of two people can you guess either of the people dick cavett no mm, the pope no i'll tell you one of them melvin belly who's that he is a attorney to the stars really what he- stars uh, I didn't write down who they were, but it was like a bunch of people. The other one, F. Lee Bailey. Wowie yeah. zowie. F. Lee Bailey, busy. <laughs> Couldn't do it. What? Yeah. That's so, not like F. Lee. I know, right? He must have been really busy if he wasn't like, oh, a serial killer wants me to be on television and he's going to call in and talk to me? Yeah, right, yeah, I'll be there. What was he doing that he was so busy? I don't know. Probably like his actual lawyer job. I mean, that didn't stop him from, like, uh, talking to, like, a UFO guy on the air. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it might have been, like, a tight turnaround, you know? And like, yeah. And maybe Effley Bailey was on the East Coast. So did he bomb the bus or what? No, they, they got this other guy, Melvin Belly, who sounds like he was, like, uh, uh, I should have looked into this guy more. I'm sure I'd be like, oh, that guy. It sounds like he was, like, a very Effley Bailey type uh, lawyer. Right. Um Bailey Bailey. Bailey Bailey. Uh, but somebody called in and they were like, don't anybody call in we, you know, with like pranks and stuff, even though it's like the 60s and the 70s, people love to prank. <laughs> and it was really easy to prank. Yeah, um, because we want to keep the lines open. And uh, they got a call from this guy who said like, yeah, I'm, um, I'm a Zodiac killer, but I prefer you call me Sam. And like he talked to him for a while on mm-hmm. the air. And then they trace the call to a mental institution. Yeah, you know, it's just wow. a guy. A guy who was. I'm like, what? The mental institution just lets people, uh, you know, like, call oh yeah, you can use the phone. Melvin Belly <laughs> beyond beyond a phone call for like an hour on TV. Uh, so yeah, they were like, that no. must have gotten real good. You know how they could have promoted that? <laughs> how? There's a zodiac, zodiac on the phone. I think it was too tight of a turnaround. There was another case. So there are a bunch of. So that's what's uh, crazy about this case is that there are a bunch of like instances where. There are a bunch of instances, first off, where people don't know, like it's speculated that there were other victims. Mm-hmm. But there are a bunch of instances where people almost got, you know, killed or or worse um, by potentially the Zodiac, and they got away by the skin of their teeth. Do you think Mm -hmm. you've ever had a close call? Do you think like... Oh, with like a murderer? Yeah. I don't know. Um, That's a good question. I don't think I have. Nothing's jumping out. Like maybe, but nothing weird enough that I you know, would remember it. But yeah, yeah, there have been times where sure, like somebody on the street or whatever, it's like, Hey, come, to, come over here. And you're like, yeah. no, thanks. <laughs> but I mean, that happens like every day. <laughs> you had a run in with the DC sniper one time, didn't you? I didn't. Somebody uh, I, I worked with did. Yeah. Uh, while, while the DC sniper was, uh, was doing all of his bad stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sniping. Yeah. A, a reporter I knew talked to him. And Ted Koppel. 
No, it wasn't Ted Koppel. I didn't know Ted Koppel. I knew Sam Donaldson. All right. Well, I knew Ted Koppel. I well, we were I knew Sam circle. Donaldson, and it was it was uh, very nice to meet can him. Can you can you do your impression <laughs> of Ted of Sam Donaldson? Tim, thank you. That's what I was hoping for. I was working at my desk in college, and somebody was like, "Oh, and this is Tom." And they're like, uh, "Tom, this is Sam Donaldson." <laughs> I looked up. I was like, "Holy shit! It's Sam Donaldson." I went, oh, my goodness, it's very nice to meet you, Mr. Donaldson. I shook his hand. He went, oh, it's very nice to be met, Tom. That's great. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. And then, like, uh, during that same, somebody was like, uh, uh, Tom, uh, this is Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer, this is Tom. And I looked over my desk, and I was like, there's nobody here. And, then, and he was like, I'm down here. And he's, he's a very like short man. Short. Yeah, he wasn't as nice. He was fine. He seems not so bright. One time I was on uh, in the line to get into a taping of Late Night with Conan O'Brien mm-hmm. in like 1996 or something. Yeah. Al Roker walked by the line. Yeah. Probably like four or five times. I think just because <laughs> every time people yeah, were like, hey, at- it's Al Roker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was really looking for for attention. Yeah, I don't think he was just going back and forth between like the weather center and uh uh you know right he did the weather. Yeah, he did the weather. Yeah. He also shit his pants at the White House one time. Yeah, but I mean we wouldn't know that if he didn't tell us, so yeah. good for him. He seems like a good man. But oh, like, absolutely. He's a bit of a ham that day. And he's I was a like ham every day. I, I mean like, that's kind of his bit. Is he walking past the line the Conan line? Every day looking for accolades. Yeah, like he's on a show with like people banging on the window. <laughs> like, <isn't laughs> that enough? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sam Donaldson, cool guy, Wolf Blitzer, a big, uh, I don't know, just like nothing. Neither of them had the personal run-in with the DC sniper. No, neither of them were. It was, it was a college student. It was yeah. one of the reporters that did. Um and nobody believed her except for me. Tom. The only what? What did you do about it? Uh, I I went back to the scene to try and find some clues. Unfortunately, nice. the case had gone cold. Um, so this woman, Kathleen Jones, John, sorry, Kathleen Johns, poor lady. She had like a I don't know, like an infant kid and i was gonna say she was 10 months pregnant but that doesn't make sense i think she had a 10 month old child and she was like seven months pregnant mm-hmm. and uh she's driving down the the road and you know irish so, twins they call it Tom. yeah um uh, somebody was uh like honking their horn and flashing their lights and she pulled over which is like gee don't do that in the 60s that's what people did though yeah and, uh, you know, the guy parked his car and he came out. He's like, oh, your uh, tire's wobbling like crazy. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, I can fix that for you in a jiff, though. Um, and he, uh, he, you know, fixed it. And then he's like, all right, see you later. And he drove off. And then she went to drive back on the highway and her tire fell off her car. So he came back. He's like, oh, geez, look at this. Oh, I'll help you. I'll uh, get in. I'll drive you to a service center. (sighs) 90 minutes later, after they pass five different service centers, she finally like jumps out of the car at an intersection and just like runs into a field and hides. He gets out. He's looking for her with a flashlight, but he can't find her. And eventually he leaves. She manages to... um, I don't know, call or flag down a cop or something, but she manages to get to a police station. These cops, these cowards, they're like, oh, no, that sounds like it was a Zodiac killer. Uh, he might come back here and kill us all. We're going to bring you to a restaurant and we're and uh, it's like a closed restaurant. It's a darkened restaurant. You hide there. <laughs> it's like, what? Keep her at the... It, this isn't the Terminator. Like you all have guns. If somebody comes in, just like wasting everybody, you freaking fight back. You're supposed to save this lady. Help her. Yeah. Don't just be like, we'll hide you in our in an abandoned restaurant. Hope he doesn't find you there, because uh, then you're gonna really be screwed. Um, but the real crazy thing about this, the reason why it's like 
you know, thought to be the, 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 if it wasn't the Zodiac, it was some other serial killer because they, they eventually found the car, the car, the car had been completely gutted and set on fire, completely torched. So like, obviously the person was trying to get rid of like any kind of evidence, right? which is another thing the Zodiac was very good at. Uh, there were even instances where like not uh, getting caught. Yeah. Like there was an instance where somebody did see him like right after a murder and he was like wiping down. He had killed a cab driver and he was like wiping down the seats and everything, mm. like making sure he got rid of any of uh, his prints before he left. Yeah. Killed a cab driver, huh? Killed a cab I driver. I vaguely remember all of this from the film Zodiac. Yeah. One, one of the all time best movies i think yeah that's a great movie yeah uh and it's like fairly accurate to what happened i'm sure there are a few inaccuracies but like uh from what i remember the movie and from what i read it's like yeah it's a, it's a pretty... movie about obsession made by an obsessed man yeah so i think it's uh oh i think david fincher went to great lengths to make it as accurate as possible. Right. And, and that's a maniac. That movie mostly follows uh, Paul Avery, who was uh, a reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle, yeah. played by Jake Gyllenhaal, I believe. Yeah. Was he, wasn't he like an editorial cartoonist or something? Uh, yeah, I feel like his job wasn't really like related to yeah. the Zodiac. The he Zodiac just fell down a hole. The, the Zodiac sent him a Halloween card. That's what? It. That said, peekaboo, you are doomed. Oh. That's a scary uh, card to get from a serial killer. Say, we should send out cards <laughs> saying that for, for Halloween month, Tom. Well, Tim, that's what tied all this into Halloween month. That's why it was, because I'm like, well, the Zodiac sent out a Halloween card once. Peek and murder and stuff. Yeah. Killing and death and skeletons. His last letter in 1974, uh, he called the Exorcist which had like just come out, I guess the best satirical satirical comedy he'd ever seen. Whoa, this guy's twisted. Yeah, so I like got the end. He was just kind of like an edge lord. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, man. All right, you killed a bunch of people. Like, we're not like, oh, he thought the scary movie, movie was, was funny. Yeah. Wow, he really is twisted. It's like, yeah, he also like shot and stabbed people to death. Do you remember in the movie? Uh, so this was, I believe, the third uh, like set of uh, killings. The first two, he had shot people, and the third one, it was like uh, you know, like some young lovers on an island, and they like turn around, and it's like a dude wearing an execution executioner's hood with mm -hmm. the zodiac symbol on his chest, like he's yeah. a super villain. And then he tied them up. He made he made the girl tie the guy up, and then he tied the girl up, and then he just stabbed him a whole bunch of times. And the whole time that Donovan song was playing? <laughs> well, we don't know that for sure, but uh, possibly, yeah. Um, yeah, so he was just like a, yeah, like a very scary man. He didn't need to, you know, pretend that uh, he didn't think The Exorcist was scary to scare people more. I think wearing a scary costume... Mm -hmm. uh, makes uh, this all a lot scarier. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, because... you, you think it'd be like a little too on the nose, like yeah. you dress like this, but it's like, no, thinking about that, that's yeah, pretty scary. Well, and if you think about, I mean, it, this happened with a lot of the other murders where it's like, if you're somewhere where you don't expect to see a person and then like all of a sudden somebody pops up, like it's going to scare you at first, but then you're going to like, be like, all right, relax, assume good intentions, be like, yeah, do, do you need something? Can I help you? But if you like turn around and somebody's wearing an executioner's hood yeah. with like a symbol on their chest, all in black, you're like, oh no, this guy's not looking for directions. <laughs> this guy's not uh, lost or something. He's, he's here to do something bad. What would you think if you saw somebody in the full on Broadway uh, prosthetics and makeup for Shrek. Yeah, if, if well, if it was if it were on the Broadway stage, I'd be excited. What if you're in a field? Oh, then I would not be excited. I'd be like, something awful's happening. Yeah, it's the first time I wouldn't be happy to see Shrek. <laughs> yeah, 
wouldn't he wouldn't be met with side splitting laughter. Yeah. Well, I mean, like something like that, though, if somebody's wearing like complicated makeup, then I, then I'd probably just be more confused than anything. But then you'd be like, shit, this guy's got accomplices. Yeah, he's got people that helped him, but he didn't yeah. put all this makeup on yeah. himself. It's just like, you know, Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. couldn't put the stuff on himself. He needed a... No, but like eventually he was able to, which didn't really make sense. Yeah, he, he didn't always have Harvey Firestein do it. Yeah, sometimes he just <laughs> stuck his face in a cake. <laughs> yeah, and, and like a cream pie, just yeah. uh, just to uh, throw everybody off the yeah. uh, off the the trail. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, but if somebody's like dressed all in black, like a villain. It's like, oh man, they're they're here to do villainy things. Yeah. Um. <laughs> is that your thought would this be your thought uh right before getting murdered oh man oh absolutely like, uh, oh, come on not it. this way um tim i want to talk to you about a couple of the big suspects well i want to talk maybe i should talk start talking about this this new guy that the, that these knucklehead case breakers think they okay. found gary francis post um and they're, they're, it's incredibly sketchy what they claim. It's basically they claim, like, look at this guy. He has scars on his forehead that match the scars that the Zodiac had. But it's like. That was just a, a an artist rendition, right? And yeah. it wasn't like a, uh, like. They were like, and he had these significant scars on his face. Yeah, no, they were wrinkles. Yeah. He had lines in his forehead, and it's like, and look at this guy. He has the same lines. It's like, yeah, you're showing me pictures of an 80-year-old man before he died. Mm. Like, okay, those, yeah, he kind of looks like him, but a lot, you know, these aren't great sketches, and even... The the sketches and stuff, there there are, you know, other people that say, like, no, I saw him and he didn't look like that. Like, these sketches are not ironclad. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Police sketch artists. Yeah. They, like, real? Yeah. I would like to know, because, like, Some, I, I, mean, I can't. Nowadays, I think they use, like, the flip books. Or, no, not even. They use, like, computers, I'm sure. Like, see what, I what, what kind of nose, what kind of mouth? Yeah, that but what is that? I don't know how to, like, how to I describe would, somebody to a yeah, sketch artist. And yeah. I'm sure they're they're trained to ask good questions. Good questions, yeah. but also, like, I would like to see what would happen if I went to a police sketch artist uh-huh. and described you to yeah. them and how close. Because, like, oh, I was going to say, like, and I, like, let alone one person that you saw briefly during a traumatic experience i if i went to a sketch arts i couldn't describe like anyone i know's nose (laughs) or like ears like maybe eyes and lips but kind of but i don't have the vocabulary for that right i would have a i think with those features at least if like i gave a description i might be able to do that like well no i think bigger and then might get to the point of like yeah i think that's what they look like right but other parts, like hell no. We can. You should try and go to like a freelance police sketch artist and see. I mean, if... I'll go to the actual. I'll report a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just describe you. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a good way to save money. You know, you have to go all the way to Times Square and pay exactly. uh, pay an arm and a leg for a caricature. <laughs> and you'd be like, uh, "Can I bring that home with me?" And they'll be like, "Sure." And then I'll give it to you as a birthday present. Yeah, it'll hey, feel, I got this picture of you. Uh, or you can just wait until they put them up in the post office, and uh, you can take one of those. True. Frame it. Um. So that happy birthday, Tom. That's one of the things they claimed, and then they also claim that. Uh, that they remove the letters that are in his name, Gary Francis Post, uh, from one of the ciphers, and the cipher had a different message after they did. What that. did it say? They didn't say. That's the whole thing. That it's like, well, that's the most important. I, I mean, maybe they're like it had a different message. It was gibberish. It didn't make any sense at all. Right. Uh, so they're just they're not showing their work where it's like. The cipher, 
And especially if it was like one of the two ciphers that couldn't be deciphered, if somehow using the layers from this guy's name, then it would be like, oh, so the name is like, if you figured out the cipher, you would figure out the name or you, or you'd at least be closer to it. Right. But they're, they're not, they're not showing their work at the, at least at this point. So it's like, well, this is nothing. This is look, this guy kind of looks like this guy. And then trust us when you take the names out of a cipher, it gives a different message, but we're not telling you what that message is. Right. I mean, I guess you could just, you've seen the decoded ciphers. Yeah. I guess we could all do that ourselves, but also, and look, Zodiac was, I guess, pretty smart to, Mm. to, Despite the to what, kill all those people, Tim? Sick. And and yeah, and evade capture, mm-hmm. and then also devise those ciphers that didn't befuddled get people for for so long, right? Yeah. yeah, and I don't know if there's any conjecture on like, are those other two ciphers unsolvable? Like, were they just nonsense that he? Put out there to, you know, waste time and... Tom, I'm, I'm going to say something. I don't think this guy's all there. <laughs> you well, know what exactly. I hate when people uh, say phrases like, he's a couple spoons short of a fully stocked cutlery drawer or something. You know what I mean? Like when they say like... <laughs> <laughs> now you're just talking about movies when people say these <laughs> <Yeah>. things. <laughs> all right. And like, just as if that's sure. a, As if that's like a clever thing to say. I hate I hate those. Yeah, where it's like if, if they misheard, if, if somebody overheard them, they would be like, oh, he wasn't being mean about me. He wasn't saying I was a nutcase or an idiot. He's a couple kings short of a full deck. It's like, all right, it's just be like, I don't know. You don't like uh, he's a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic basket. That no. makes me think of Yogi. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that I makes me that think that's Yogi how, Bears. It's, it's okay. That's, in my that's book. how Yogi might describe somebody yeah. that uh, that he perceives as nuts. Um, so he's those, a couple cans short of a six pack, right? Let's yeah, it's like eh, that. not bad. Yeah, but like I like these things. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, the uh but then so i was also looking up before i talk about you know the person that sounds like was the most likely um there were there were a couple of other people where uh in 2009 uh a state agent deborah perez claimed she had witnessed her late father guy ward henriksen shooting two of the zodiac's victims in 1969 she also claimed she helped write the mysterious letters when she was a child a lot of people are accusing their dads yeah there's a lot of that this other guy 2014 randy kenny wrote a whole book about it said this guy, Randy Kenny? I think so. Yeah. Uh, said his best friend, Louis Myers, had confessed on his deathbed he was a Zodiac killer. Myers was at the same school as two of the victims and worked in a restaurant with another. Yeah. So that is like a... So he had connections to, you know, three of the victims. All right. And he, you know, uh, told this guy he was a Zodiac <laughs> killer. Do you ever think about... I think a lot about, like... I hope... At first, I hope I never die. But right. second, I hope if I do die, I get like, I don't know, like... You know that you're on your deathbed? Uh, that I'm on my deathbed and I get to say my goodbyes to everybody and it's very nice. And then I get to say something crazy that's going to make everybody... Yeah. Where I'm like, all right, on my... Uh, I've never told anybody this, but I dissected an alien at Area 51, and uh, here's how it went. <laughs> and they're like, well, he wouldn't have lied. He was on his deathbed. It's like, nah, it's a, it a fun way to go I out. I mean, that's the best time to lie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nobody can follow up, and it's yeah. like, eh, if you figure out it's a lie or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just having a bit of fun. <laughs> just having a <laughs> bit of fun on my deathbed. Me. Yeah, nothing matters. I'm going away. Like, mm. either there's not an afterlife, in which case, who gives gives a shit or there is and then i'll get to have a good chuckle there should uh, hide a you should uh hide a treasure map on your person and, and hand it to somebody at the yeah the last minute and just like a treasure map that's like nonsense like it doesn't lead anywhere or leads to a place but there's just nothing there yeah yeah it's always a good idea to you know leave one of your grieving loved ones <laughs> with a big mystery that's just a trick <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that's a good way to not have anybody at your deathbed with you when you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those those were two. But the but the guy that there's the most, and this is the guy that was in uh in the movie, uh Zodiac, Arthur Lee Allen. Oh yeah, that guy was creepy. Yeah. Well, he's played by that good actor who plays like real creepy guys all the yeah. time. I don't know the actor's name, but he's like one of those good character actors mm-hmm. that you you were always like, oh, this guy. Yeah. He was the guy. Was he the guy that uh uh uh? Yeah, I can't remember what other stuff he's been in, but he's been in a bunch of stuff. For a minute, I thought he was the guy in Dumb and Dumber that uh dies from eating all the hot peppers, but it's it's not that guy. <laughs> But that guy's he's also in Fargo. He's uh, uh, the, what's her face? The movie husband. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What's her name? Francis McDormand. Francis McDoorknob. It's <laughs> a good, it's a good that's joke. That's how you pronounce it. I forgot that Anthony Edwards from TV's ER was in the Zodiac. Yeah. Um, he was also Tom mm-hmm. in one of my uh. Favorite performances. He played one of the McDonald brothers in the oh, founder. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he just has a really cool career. Hey. Yeah, he's in a bunch of great movies. here for John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. And it's like that end scene where he's like in a, uh, he's working at like a hardware store, right? And the guy goes to see him. Huh? The, the this guy at the end of Zodiac. Like oh, he's I thought you meant in, the founder. I was like, no, 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 no. McDonald's, brothers. right? He's like working in a hardware store, and like Jake Gyllenhaal, like goes to like just kind of like see him face to face. Yeah, I um, mean, there was that whole scene where he's like in the goes down to the basement with him. He goes to his house. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you're listening to a podcast called "The Complete Guide to Everything About the Zodiac Killer," where two guys struggle to remember a movie about the Zodiac Killer that a came out 15 they, years that ago. They both claim is one of their favorite movies, but they can't remember what happens in it. Uh, well, so and Mark Ruffalo, uh, who's in that movie, mm-hmm. he said he, you know, he, he the the cop he played in the movie, this cop uh, David Toshi. Um, like, you know, he, he talked to him in person and stuff. And uh, Mark Ruffalo said, quote, if you get into who these cops were, you realize how they have to take their hunches, their personal beliefs out of it. David Toshi said to me, as soon as that guy walked in the door, I knew it was him. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this guy's saying like. Uh, he might not have been the Zodiac killer, but could have killed other people. Yeah. I mean, and that's. You know, we can't run the legal system on hunches, <laughs> but at the same time, if like somebody has a <laughs> no, Tom, whatever you're gonna say is wrong. No, no. I d- disagree. No, on I principle. was gonna say if somebody has like a hunch, then I think that that certainly is like you know you give a little credence to that. Not not in a legal, not like throw right. this guy away, but like amateur sleuths like me and you. If this guy's like. I've talked to a bunch of murderers and like, I can't put my finger on it, but I'm telling you when I, when I met this guy, something told me this was him. So we should just frame him, (laughs) coerce a confession and we'll be done with it. Well, trust me, he did it. So the other, um, the other, you know, uh, clues or whatever pointing to this guy, evidence, circumstantial evidence, uh, is that uh, this other guy, Donald Cheney, who is a friend of his, said uh, <laughs> that uh, that this guy, uh, Arthur uh, Arthur Lee Allen, always talked about wanting to kill people, wanting to use the name Zodiac, <laughs> and um, uh, uh, like taping a flashlight to his gun so he could see in at you know what he's shooting at at night, I guess. Mm. Um, when they showed this picture to one of the uh, uh, surviving victims, he said, that's him. That's the guy, <laughs> which I feel like is pretty, Yeah, you know, don't take a cop's hunch necessarily. But if uh, somebody was almost killed by him, said, that's him. That's the man. Sure. Give that yeah. a little credence. Um, but uh, and then uh, but like a, a cop who saw the Zodiac killer. Said like, nah, that wasn't him. 
but it's also like you're a cop that saw the Zodiac killer and didn't arrest him. So you're, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure you're such a good cop anyway. Yeah, we don't, we don't care about your opinion. Um, and this guy had the same exact typewriter that the Zodiac killer used, like the same make and model typewriter. Mm-hmm. He had a Zodiac watch, hmm. a watch made by the Zodiac company, uh, but the DNA didn't match. What did they know about DNA? Well, so in 2018, they pulled DNA off a uh, stamp, but I think uh. it was just partial DNA. Uh, it was after they got the the Golden State Killer mm-hmm. with DNA that they were like, oh, we should try this for other killers. Um, Have you done 23andMe? I did before they started using uh, it to find killers. Good so, luck yeah. uh, murdering anybody now. Tom. Well, good luck to my family murdering anybody because mm. that, you know, that's that's how they get you. They don't even need you. Yeah, but guess what? Your life in paradise after this life is going to be pretty. You're going to be walking to the bar fucking every 10 minutes. <laughs> well, only, no, not if they catch me after I've done the killing. That's yeah, why that's the true. Zodiac killer was like, I don't really give a shit if you catch me. I got enough yeah. uh, slaves in the afterlife now. Hmm. I wonder who gave him that idea. I should have asked this friend of his, hey, you didn't give him this idea, did you? That, Maybe uh, uh, Mr. Belly should have asked him. A- any uh, cops you kill, or not cops, uh, any victims you kill, the, they'll be your slaves in the afterlife. You didn't tell him that, did you? Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's all there is to say about it, Tim. Who do you think it was? I don't know. Some guy we've never heard of. Probably that guy that... Uh, Arthur Allen Lee? Yeah. Ar- the, Arthur the, Lee the, Allen? The guy we tried to kill. A- like, a- that's the guy who tried to kill me. Yeah. Yeah, I give that a lot of uh, credence. Do you think it could have been multiple people? Mm, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like... There were certainly not necessarily copycat murders, but there were certainly people out there pretending to be him. There was another case of like this guy who like sent letters to like the victim's families pretending to be him. There's always weird, like in unsolved murders, there's always people that get involved. Oh yeah. Like they insert themselves into the case. Yeah. I don't like this. And then sometimes the murderers insert themselves into the case too. It makes it very difficult. Yeah, and this guy, like, you know, later on, he was like, oh, like, I was a teenager, and I was, you know, all fucked up. Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I shouldn't have sent, you know, uh, letters to these grieving victims pretending to be their killer gloating over the killing. I didn't realize at the time that that might have been insensitive. <laughs> at least he apologized. Yeah. He was uncanceled after that. <laughs> doubling down, I guess. Yeah. If you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow us on Instagram at tcgte. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. Check out our Reddit, tcgte.reddit.com. Check out our Discord, complete guide, and support the show by checking out patreon.com slash complete guide. Books the podcast. We are neck deep into Andromeda Strain. The Andromeda Strain. Tim, oh boy, some stuff happened this week with yeah, the Andromeda the Strain. aliens and stuff, I guess. No, not necessarily. I mean, I guess, like, extraterrestrial happenings. Yeah. Uh, I'm eager to hear about it. And yeah. uh, if you're listening, um, you, you, you've probably already heard it. Mm-hmm. We record these out of order for no good reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, and hey, thanks to uh, everybody that came to our live show the other yeah, night. Yeah, it was fun. In New York City. It was a lot of fun. Maybe we'll put that episode out at some point. Um, well, people paid for it, Tom. I know. So not now. So we had to charge everybody else for it. <laughs> no, they just, they'll they get it when it's me. not timely. Okay. Yeah. And they'll just get the audio, not the video. They won't be able to see our hot. You got some some comments in the in the chat about how uh, hot you are. Tom. Really? Yeah. I didn't see those. Uh, bring those up. I'm not. I'm not going to do it right now. All right. You well, after the episode, later. you can bring it up. Yeah, I'll read them out to you. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> last year at the end of Halloween month, mm-hmm. we went to hell. Yep, it's true. We're gonna have to uh, top that this year. So so get your mind working on that. All right. Well, um. Try and figure out a way to bring some slaves to paradise at the very least. (laughs) We'll see you next week.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.